We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, everybody? Before we get into today's show, we got Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Jordan Riley, Mike Wozniak, Stephen Briggs, and my guy. Probably feeling devastated right now because of old Buffalo, Ryan Pisner. Thank you all for your monthly contributions to the Patreon. Patreon exclusive episode, my trip to Vegas. It was a solo pod. Kind of talked about being in the studio, the Blue Wire studio at the win, And a little bit about the journey. And it was cool, man. I'm leaving that up just for the members of the Patreon. Because you guys rock with us on a different level with the contributions monthly. You can go and check it out over there, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Also, you can get next week's episode right now up on Patreon. For the rest of the month, you'll be getting the following week's episode up on Patreon the week before. Uh, have been able to record a bunch of content that's sort of evergreenish, right? Evergreen and podcasting is like an evergreen tree. You could release this podcast that I've done with certain individuals in March or in April, and it's still relevant. It's not time sensitive. So congrats on the new lesson in podcasting. Allen joins the show. We talk some NFL week 14. Josh opens up the show. Hot Josh, fiance Josh, meaty traps Josh joins the show for the beginning. And we talk about UFC 269, run through the card, give some picks, give some takes. Then Josh also stays on the show with us to talk about the Washington football team and the Cowboys game. Josh is a big Washington fan. He's been on the show before. That's why um, That's why I'm mentioning it also. Uh, yeah, man. And that's all. That's all. Fun episode. Jam-packed. Check out the YouTube channel. Check out the podcast and chill with Bo Templin. He works with Gary V and 1.37 p.m. And DraftKings as well. And I'm just really, really thankful for everyone that listens to the show. We're, we're seeing some big growth, big spike in downloads over the last two months. <laughs> Round of applause for all of us. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you all for listening to the show, getting us to do some really dope shit. And I'm getting to share with you guys as well. So sit back, relax. Congrats. And we'll catch you guys next week.
respect in my city. I'm working off of respect. Yeah. You think you got it? I got it for real. You think you got what I got? Uh. This one for those they forget in my city. This one for those they forget. Yeah. This dog off the leash. There he is. Hey. You're looking jacked. Thank you. It's a large sweater. That's why. <laughs> is that the secret? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that picture that I posted on my Instagram where I'm like this. Like you didn't Post see? about 14 pictures a day. Yeah, bro. Come on. It's hashtag content. But uh, one of the pictures. Nah, I put it up on Twitter. And uh, my arms look like OD jacked. And I wrote mad misleading because it's not the case at all. Is it the one wearing a pink Bret Hart shirt? or? No, no. Not, not the, the look that Finney always just rips me apart for. He's like, yo, do me a favor. Never dress like that again on your podcast. It's not that bad. What's good, man? Nothing. Chilling. You, you hyped for this weekend? Uh, Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's nice to have fights back. We had yesterday, and then before that, was was it like two weeks off? Yeah. Three weeks? Yeah. Which seems pretty uncommon lately with the UFC. I know. Like, every Saturday is just another card. And That's because they spoiled fans and <clears throat> gave like 11 in a row or some shit. Yeah, they go on those stretches from like International Fight Week to about Halloween, and then there might be like a day, uh, a Saturday off, and then there's another like eight-week stretch in between the two. Yeah. So now it's ramping up. UFC 269. Olivera. Let me ask you a question. The the one one headset on, one headset off. Is that like the <clears throat> like we're in the side cap? How like nah, Ti does? I, yo, I like doing this because I can okay. hear how it's gonna sound on the podcast, and I could hear you. Like I was gonna say in real life, but it, just like not with the headphones. Okay. I don't know. I just like wearing it like that. Why do you want me to put it like this no, so you feel good. better? All right, I'll do it like this so no. you feel better. Uh, your podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> this is what make me look like a fucking nerd. Yo, uh, l- let's talk real quick about what do you think of 268? Because we both sat next to each other when we went to that card. Uh, I liked it. It was, of course, entertaining. It sucks that um, that Burgos, Burgos uh, Billy Q was right after Gaethje and Chandler. Because yeah. that was easily the second best fight. Bro, that that on any other card... On the majority of other cards is easily fight of the night. And I feel like no one talks about that at all. Yeah. And it, like even being there in person, you could tell the crowd was like, they were just watching it and chilling. But like, I was like, damn, this fight would be erupting like the previous fight if that one didn't just happen. Yeah. We kept saying as we were watching that, that we just felt bad. It seemed like the air just got taken Bro, out I'm of pretty that certain hole. in the first round, I went to get a beer. Like, I think I went to get a drink and I was watching on TV. I'm like, damn, this is a good scrap. Well, the wildest part of Gaethje Chandler was that literally no one in the crowd was sitting down. Yeah. Like the entire 15 minutes, everybody was up. Yeah. It was wild. I don't think I've ever experienced that for, for like an opener. It's usually main event, championship rounds, close fight. Yeah. Well, they did that on purpose because Trevor Whitman asked for it. Right. Right. Yeah. right. yeah. What do you think about this card coming up, man? From uh, 1 to 10, give me, give me how excited you are for it. Because I think this card might be even more stacked than the last one. Um, complete card, the like the full range of the fifteen fights is a jacked up card. See, I feel like the MSG card, the main event and co-main event were more like evenly matched. Mm-mm. Like both of those fights were kind of toss-ups in my opinion. Even though like Usman's goaded and doesn't lose, I thought co- like obviously they both both those fights were razor thin. Right, you you were wouldn't have been surprised if either person won either of those fights. Yeah, where like with this one, it's what I think Dubronx and Poirier's like that, like eat like split. Uh huh. But thought I just broke something. No, no, you're good. All right, but then Nunez is like this. Pena's gonna get her ass whooped. Yeah, you every think so? time it's like 
fucking. Has it gotten to the point with Nunez? I feel like Nunez and Val- Valentina right now. It's not if they're gonna win. It's how. And like yeah, what like round. how and when. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you feel about Nunez? Kinda. Yeah. Until like someone comes in, starts knocking all these girls out. I'm not gonna think like anyone's gonna touch her. Would you want to see Valentina and Amanda Nunez again? Yeah. It seems like it's, the only fight to make. Yeah. It seems almost like it couldn't happen, though, because of how big Nunez is on fight night and then how, like, lean Valentina is. Like, it feels like, what what would they? Valentina would go up, right? Yeah, she would definitely fight at 135 because yeah. there's no way that Amanda will cut to 125 because she's she'd... big when she cuts to 135. Yeah. Uh, they've fought before twice. Second go-round, I feel like Valentina won that fight. I mentioned it before. It was a split decision. And her famous post-fight, I believe it was Joe Rogan, or it might have been Anik. She's like, look, no damage. Look at my face. Like, there's no damage. That's when Amanda was, like, leg-kicking her. Mm -hmm. More so than, it seems to be like an ATT thing, right? The leg kicks with that whole camp. Maybe not so much Mazadol, but Poirier did it. Um... Nunez does it too. I mean, it is a smart strategic tactic, like not killing the front, the lead leg of your opponent. Especially when they're heavy boxing stances too. Yeah. Like I remember you were cutting my ass when I was, uh, <laughs> me, and, me and Jared, Some Jared, shouts to Jared was training with us and there was a picture. He's like, yo, get in a fighting stance. And I just did the most like, you ever seen that meme of Miz, his dad, when he's in the ring and he's just like, that's no, you look, look like, like you look like Russell Westbrook in the LeBron scuffle, or he's standing behind oh, yeah, like yeah. The, the Fighting Irish guy. And you just wrote on the picture, or you texted me like, "Yo, bro, I would chew up that lead <laughs> leg so bad." I was like, "Damn, so my shit is sus right now." But yo, Valentina, I feel like that's the only fight to make. But would I don't you know. say Valentina's more skilled? Yo, I really think Valentina Shevchenko might be her and like. Adesanya might be my favorite fighters to watch. Like, from top to bottom, complete MMA fighter. I know Izzy's takedown defense has yeah. been a little suspect last couple times, but just, like, maybe I'm into, like, the kickboxing Muay Thai striking. Them two might be my two favorite fighters to watch. Well, Valentina could grapple. Like, who did she fight? Was it Andrade? Yeah. When she was just ragdolling Andrade, who is known for steamrolling other girls. So, like, she isn't lacking in grappling at all. And then her striking, no one can stand up with her. Yeah. And she she kind of does the same thing that Amanda Nunez did to Holly Holm. Hit her with a leg kick. Because like that was Holmes, Holly Holmes' specialty. Yeah. So Nunez now, I feel like she goes into fights same way as Valentina. Where, what's the, what's the thing you do best? That's what I'm going to do to you. I thought you were legit asking me a question. Oh, no. I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> no. No, but you don't, you don't feel that way? Like, Nunez, she did the same thing and dominated uh, Felicia Spencer, too. Was that her? Who was her last fight, Nunez? <clears throat> I don't even remember. Wasn't it? It might have been It might have been her. Because I remember the, her last couple of fights, they haven't been finishes. It wasn't Megan Anderson, right? No. It was, yeah. It was? First round submission. Yeah, beat the... And then, and then after that, it was... Well, prior to that, it was Felicia Spencer... And it seems like at this Felicia point... Felicia Spencer was a decision, right? Yeah, but it was just... It was 50-43, like I yeah, think it yeah. might have been also. Um, Duran the main also. So she's coming off... Two of her last three fights have been unanimous decisions. I was... Uh, we talked to GSP on Upsets and Underdogs with Will. Mm-hmm. 
And he didn't say this on the recording. He said it after, but he thinks it's more impressive when you get a five-round decision over someone as opposed to like a first-round knockout. You agree? I, it depends who you're fighting. Like, if you finish, like if you knock out a guy whose chin's been tested and he gets knocked out, that's one thing. But like Usman knocked out Masvidal, who never had gotten knocked out, right? Right. Which means his chin, he can take a punch or he doesn't get hit. Like, it's, some, it's along those lines. So I find that gotcha. more impressive than how he beat him the first time. Right. Okay, that makes sense. So depending on the opponent, you would say. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, that's a good that's a like good point. Like if you knock out who gets knocked out every fight now? <laughs> oh man, who does get knocked out? Oh, like Connor. <laughs> I mean broke his leg. Yeah. But I feel like uh, a dominating five round decision where it's fifty forty fives across the board. Yeah. Like Holloway versus yeah, Cater, or even like with Yair, too. It's just... Yair had his rounds, Yeah, though. he did have... Yeah, that's true. So maybe Cater, like, I felt like, was an ass-whooping the whole fight. Yeah, with, with Cater, it's just... Yo, you have no business being in the octagon with that guy. Like, there's no if ands, or buts about it. There's no, oh, you know, maybe... It was just utter domination throughout the whole time. Yeah. Like, when Stipe fought Ngannou the first go-round. Like, yeah. after that first round where he weathered the storm, after that, he's taking him down, ragdolling him. Yeah. So it's a little different. That, that's just true. I never, I, I never thought about it that way. Where depending on the opponent, it makes more sense if it's a early knockout as opposed to decision. Yeah, because I mean, you could land a lucky punch, but if you're knocking out a guy that's never been knocked out, it wasn't a lucky punch. Like, yeah, that's true. How you feel about this main event, man? Let's get into this a little bit. We got Poirier. He's minus one sixty-five. Oliveira is plus one forty. <laughs> As the uh, underdog in this one. He's plus 140, Olivier? Yeah. So check this out. Underdogs as champions in title fights in the last 25 title fights where this has presented itself, 18 times it's gone to the underdog champion. So underdog champions underdog champions have won 18 out of 25? Yeah. And there's one, like, no contest in there because it was, like, DC and uh, John Jones. That was one of those two. Okay. The Thoughts underdog was the champion? The underdog is the champion in the okay. title fight. Yeah. Gee, how far back does that go? This goes say? back to, like, 20, 2008. Because it, it doesn't happen often. You know, this is, like, a rare yeah, thing where... because usually... It, I don't understand that at all. If you're the champ, you should be the favorite. Right. Even if it's, like... Even if it, people say it was a fluke victory. Right. Well, Francis and, and Stipe was the last one, too. And yeah. Ganu came in as the favorite, despite being the underdog in that one. Yeah, that was pretty crazy, especially because Stipe had already previously beat him. Right. Even though he made, like, light-year experience, yeah. like, gains. Yeah. How do you feel about this main event? Um, I know everyone's going for Dustin. but That seems to be, like, the sentimental pick. Yeah, because he's cool, like... People like Dustin. He beats Connor. Like he's a man. Like he's he does have he's a good like right role now. model. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I just like Brazilian fighters for some reason. Yeah, that's just shit, bro. You yeah, just every Brazilian I like Costa, yeah. Tiago Santos. But he, I don't know. It's I feel like it's more of a toss up, especially because Poirier is a finisher. Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't he have the most like finishes in UFC history? More most submissions. Well, Oliveira has most subs. Poirier, I think. Poirier, like his last 10 fights, bro, have all been main events. Yeah. So Poirier, the last, maybe not 10, but a good amount of his fights. I'll, I'll pull it up while we're doing this. It's all been, you know, it's Gaethje. It's That's uh, the Max. 
Khabib. It's Dan Hooker. But, it's Khabib. It's Connor twice. Yeah, some of those didn't go into championship rounds, but others went. And it just seems like this dude, super durable, does like get into firefights, though. Yeah. He, like, that round... He thrives in those, kind of. He does, yeah, he does. But round two against Dan Hooker uh, in 2020 yeah. was, like, round of the year. Remember I was tweeting, I was like, yo, I think Poirier's done. Because Dan Hooker was landing those, like, nasty knees that he has and stuff. Yeah, and John Anik was like, Anik was like best round ever, unless you like defense. Because them two just <laughs> That's beat, the, funny. beat the shit out of each other. But, yo, check this out. Last couple of fights. Connor, main event. Connor, main event. Dan Hooker, main event. Habib, main event. Max, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje. Jesus. Going back to Poirier versus Pettis, main event also on a fight night. Like, dude has had insane amount of main events in a row. And that resume is crazy. Like, look at the names he's fighting. Alvarez, Gaethje, Pettis, Alvarez again, Jim Miller, Michael Johnson, who, like, Remember Michael Johnson? Yeah, when like, that was on even Jim Miller, Michael Johnson at that time. Yeah, at that were, at that time, looking at it at that, they're time, still around for a reason. Yeah, but yo, Du Bronx, man, Charles Oliveira, like, dude is just another guy who's been around. Like, I feel yeah. like at this point, if you're showing highlights of dudes with sponsors, sponsors on, them, on their trunks, you know yeah. they've been around. <laughs> and Oliveira's been around too, and he's another guy. But he who, entered mad young, right? Like he entered at like 20? 20, 21, yeah. yeah. So he's been around, I think it's like 11 years or something. But he's still, he's probably hitting, he's obviously hitting his prime. Look at him. Yeah, being the champion now. Yeah, and finishing basically everyone he fights. Yeah. That and ch- I will say that Chandler finish aged well. Right. Because after what's seen, seen him just go through that fight with Gaethje, like the guy could obviously take a punch. Right. He was eating bombs for 15 minutes. But also Oliveira got dropped in that first round too. Because remember... We watched that fight at your crib, yeah. which is the spot for UFC. Dude, after that first round, because remember Chandler has his back taken by Oliveira, and then he does like that sidewalk yeah. slam motion. That's so dumb, though. And then the round ends, and they flash the live odds, and it was like minus 300 for Chandler. The odds go down, and then he catches him with that left, that yeah. like left hook, and then he drops him and then finishes him there. That's Oliveira, so like... That fight switched in oh, yeah, no. a flash. But even like, it was the dominant first round for Chandler, but you saw like, after, especially after he dropped him, like the wrestling move, like that was kind of his last, because he, Chandler's a big dude, so right. he doesn't have the, the stamina to really go that far. You saw like him maybe tired a little bit. Against Gaethje too, right? Well, Gaethje, yeah, he was a walking zombie, yeah. especially when he was like just walking forward with his hands down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't really walk with my hands down against anyone, especially not someone like Gaethje, yeah. too. Which is crazy that he didn't get fit. Like, he got dropped on that one uppercut that I have because I recorded the whole fight. And you see him go, oh, the crowd yeah. jump up. That one uppercut was sick. Yeah, that shit was clean, too. Clean as hell. Yo, what do you, who do you got on this one? Um, I couldn't agree with you more that I feel like the, the fan pick is Poirier. I'm leaning towards Oliveira, though. I hope I'm wrong. Like, I'm going to bet Oliveira. Yeah. Because a lot of times in MMA, what I like to do is we watch every card. We know a lot of the fighters. I think sometimes odds are misleading. Like, I bet I bet Colby in that main event against yeah. Usman. Yeah, I lost, but he shouldn't have been a 3-1 to one dog. I didn't feel like going into that one. 
Um, I bet Poirier when he fought Connor the first time. Like, why is Poirier plus 260? Like, that's a little crazy to me also. Yeah. So a lot of times I bet because of the value in the fighter. In this one, when I saw the odds, I couldn't believe that Poirier was favored. And then I couldn't believe that Poirier was favored by that much. You think any of the notion of Connor beating oh. Connor back to back has gotten some a lot more steam behind them? Yeah, hundred percent. It it goes by your it goes with your name too. Right. Like people know Poirier's name more. Like if you go to a non UFC fan and you say Dustin Poirier, they'll be like, Oh yeah, that guy's the man. Is yeah. he the champ? Like they'll ask you that. Right, and you'll right, be like right. Charles Oliveira, they'll be like, Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. And he's the champ. And he's the champ, yeah. Yeah, man, it's a fascinating fight. I'm really excited for this one. I, I think I'm going to go with Charles, though. I think I am, too. Let me say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Charles, third round sub. Hmm. Both black belts, but Oliveira is like, yeah. Way, way higher level. But like, there's levels to all sort of. Yeah. Like, I'm taking a, a Brazilian, Brazilian, a Brazilian, Brazilian jiu jitsu black belt over. Dude you know? from Louisiana. So, yeah. <laughs> Guy who makes that. hot sauce. I feel that. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Oliveira too. Listen, I, I really do hope I'm wrong because I, I feel like the the feel good story would be if Poirier wins. Yeah. Right? Like dude went from you know, down in the dumps thinking about retiring when he loses to Khabib and he puts out that like all his emotion there and he's like, yo, you know, maybe I'm not that guy anymore, and then to battle back. And I also like man, I, I love dudes like Poirier, like Whitaker. Even like Max, where you lose the title and you're not holding out to get another title shot. It's like, yo, you know what, man? I'm going to go to the back yeah. of the line and I'm going to climb my way back. But I mean, he you also, look, you're taking two big paychecks. That's a fact, You don't too. pass. Even if you're a champ and Connor's like, like right now. Yeah. I think a, a champ, like Poirier, if you get offered a Connor for, hell yeah. Yeah. You're getting a huge payday. Well, that was that was the big dilemma between Connor 2 and Connor 3. Because they offered Poirier... And he the, said no. The Chandler Oliveira spot, and he mm-hmm. said no. Let's let's run it back again. The trilogy, because, dude, he's made like over. I think I think I read like twenty five million dollars. That's that's like flat rate. That's show money. Like that's that, fight yeah. money. That's not all this publicity. All this like spot. Like all this. The all hot the other sauce things. has gone up. Yeah. His Instagram following and shit. Now his asking price is higher. You think that's gonna affect the fight? Do you think he's gonna be more interested in doing a? fourth fight with connor because they already talk didn't they mention that like they'll fight again yeah man that's a good point you think he won't be as hungry to beat Chan- um charles that's another thing that uh, gsp said on the pod he's like look hey look at me and gsp <laughs> yeah same, same boys. but he talked about how anytime you get to the mountaintop maybe you're not as hungry as you once were you know he talked about how he mentioned it on his own which i found really fascinating he's like man the worst the worst loss. I was. He's the biggest favorite to ever lose a UFC fight, like in a championship fight, when he lost lost to Massera the first time. And he said, "Yo, it was the first time I wasn't <laughs> so fire though." He's like, "Yo, it was the first time I wasn't stressed out. I slept the best night of sleep I ever got before a fight was that one." And he's like, "Then I got put to sleep." So, there you go. but he was at the top of the world. So we don't know. I think the jury's still out to see what's gonna happen with Poirier. I don't think Poirier is that kind of guy though. Like he's still. He didn't transition into boxing or do all this other stuff. Like yeah. the hot sauce didn't come because of the Connor win. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was doing it beforehand, and that only got more and more attention. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Poirier just dropped a fashion clothing line, and now all of a sudden he's doing red carpets and shit. Yeah, 
So it's he's a little a fighter different. at heart. Like yeah. he wants to fight and wants to win. Yeah. But uh both of us picking Oliveira, huh? Mm. Which means he's gonna lose. So. Yeah, Dustin first that round Dustin. finish for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh what else are you looking forward to on this fight, man? Um on this uh on this card I should say. O'Malley's still your guy? Nah, he's annoying as shit. I mean I, I think he's good, obviously. Spoon feeding him again, right? Who they got him fighting again? Rulian Paiva? Yeah. Eh, he's washed. Yeah, they're definitely giving him winnable, a winnable fight. You know what fight I am excited for? Cody and Kara France. I want to see how that goes. Cause because Garbrandt is dropping to 125 now. Kara France is the number six guy in the world. And that's he, a fascinating he's fight. He's a little bar fighter too. Yeah. He's 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 gonna bring the fight to Cody. I want to see how his striking and his chin and everything holds up. Especially him going down. Don't chins usually kind of go a little bit? Well, yeah, it depends on what kind of weight cut he's yeah. gonna have. But also, Cody has famously said that he eats like Twinkies on weight cuts, like fight week. Yeah, like he doesn't cut much. He weighs like one forty two. So when he cuts to one thirty five, that's like what? No. Nothing. Yeah, that's like yeah. Literally, I could do that by one accident. One sauna and and, and uh, what's it called? The Airdyne bike. That's all he needs to do, and he cuts the weight. So I'm I'm really excited for that one. But I do think that they're setting it up for another highlight reel finish by Sean O'Malley. Yeah, yeah Paiva is number fifteen in the world. I, I couldn't believe that when I saw it. Yeah, but he's he's on a losing streak, right? Or did he lose his last fight? Um, I think he did lose his last fight, but he's twenty one and three. Kind of a name, uh, at least for us. Yeah, like he's not you know that household. He's not a household name, but he's a guy who's respected and he's also ranked too. So I think them giving O'Malley a fight like this, where there's a number next to the guy's name. I think it's a little different. All right. Yeah. It's not like they gave him that, that that dude that came from like another promotion with green hair. Oh, though that was a good that was a good Chris Moutinho. Yeah. The green zombie. Yeah, I love how people were that's what people call him or you just made that up. No, nah, I think that I saw well, I saw someone oh, tweet okay. that. I don't know if that's like his actual nickname. Right, good, that, that was terrible. Funny. Um You know what's gonna be the banger tonight? I wish you could can you bet like a prop bet what fight will be is gonna be fight tonight? Ooh, that would be dope. I might have to call some people at Winbet. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. Which one is it going to be? That. It's going to be Josh Emmett and Dan Ige. Ooh, I do like that one. Surprised that Dan Ige is a dog? N- not really. He's coming off a loss. Right. But to Who Korean, do you fight? Korean, Korean zombie, zombie though. Yeah. Not a jobber. No, not at all. But Josh Emmett, I love Josh Emmett. Yeah. He hits hard. Where you you didn't come to Philly when we went, right? When he knocked out Michael Johnson? Nope. I went to the NYPD FDNY hockey game. Oh, hey, that's fire. Good for you. <laughs> but who do you, who was that? That was Michael Chandler? Mike, Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson. Yeah. It was so, bro, it was crazy. First of all, you see the spit in the, yeah, it, like in if the you replay. watch it on your phone or the TV, you see the spit. But the way the spit looked, it looked like it was going to hit me. Like the way when he hit him, bro, that it was wild. Yo, man. Uh, Dominic Cruz coming back against Pedro Munoz. Yeah, I told I texted boss that that fight's even money. They're both minus one ten. But yeah. I texted boss saying I was like I was like it's foul, but this is the fight of who's more washed. <laughs> yeah, well, both guys have been around, and yo, you know what I didn't realize, bro? Both are over the hump. Pedro Munoz has been in some like wars. Yeah, who did he just fought someone else that was a good fight. Didn't he lose to Frankie Edgar? He did lose, uh, to, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. on a split decision too. Yeah, but, but then he had that bar fight with Cody. 
Yeah. Where like they both were exchanging. Like he even dropped down to a knee in one of the exchanges. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. We were in Miami for that one, right? I think so. And I think he, when he been. finished Cody. Yeah, he finished. Cody. Okay, yeah. Cody look, got finished like three straight fights, and I then know. he came back and he beat uh, a, a Sun Sal with that crazy, yeah, buzzer beater yeah. at the second round. But man, there's gonna be a fun car. Like, yo, Alex Perez is on the prelims, and his last fight was for the title against Figueredo. He's fighting Matt Snell, Ryan Hall, Derek Manier. Uh, he's a uh, Glory kickboxing guy. No, not Glory kickboxing. Glory with James Krause. Oh, Matt Snell. And uh, yeah, man, this is gonna be a fun card, bro. Your boy Ryan Hall, ankle picks. Yeah, going up against another jujitsu guy, so he doesn't need to worry about getting right hooked. That's true, but yeah, Miner, Miner just got flatlined too. His last fight by Dan Ige. And Randy Costa is probably gonna have a highlight real win. I don't know, bro. Tony Kelly's like scrappy. Who did he just beat? He beat Kai Kai Kamaka, right? Yeah. And it was like. He was a big dog. I might take. I would take him at plus one sixty five. Well, also Randy Costa was in that fight against Adrian Yanez, and he and had a great first round. He was yeah. jabbing him, and then he looked like he had nothing in the second round. Like for no reason, he gassed. I don't know what happened to him there. You kind of look like Randy Costa. Yo, I wish. <laughs> Damn, my four hundred. All right, before we get into some football with you, because your football team, congrats on a win streak. You love it now. Yeah. Uh, yo, you want to pick the whole card? See who does better. If I win, you join the Patreon? <laughs> yeah, I joined that how long ago? Ask me how many times I went on to that site. <laughs> Shout out to Josh, supporting his friend. I bullied him into <laughs> being a Patreon member. Uh, all right. Let's start off with, we'll go in order from start yeah, to Yeah, go from the first fight on the early, prelim, well, early prelims. Jillian Robertson, Cachuera. Okay. Who you got? Damn, Jillian Robertson's minus 400. That's wild. I'm staying away. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'm probably not going to take her. I, would, I think she wins, but I would say Cachuera has like a puncher's chance. But I'm going to go Robertson. I'm going to go Robertson too, but um, there's no way I'm betting that fight. If I do, it's dog or pass. Yeah. Uh, like Randy Costa, under. first round finish for me. Ooh. Uh, I want to take... I'm going to take Tony Kelly. Okay. That's my first dog. Ryan Hall, Derek Miner. Uh, I think the Wiz got to bounce back, bro. The Wiz. Uh, God, I hate the way Ryan Hall looks, bro. He looks like he can't fight for shit. Yeah, but the crazy but thing I know, is he'll he might break be the my best. leg and choke <laughs> me and my mother out. <laughs> he might be the best jiu-jitsu guy in all the UFC. Yeah. Um, I'll go Ryan Hall. I'm going Ryan Hall. Alex Perez, Matt Schnell. Another huge favorite, Alex Perez. Yeah, where are these odds coming from? I mean, I guess because he's number four, but... I'm going Perez. I'm going to go... I'll go Perez. But it's going to be a close decision, I think. I don't think anyone's getting finished in that fight. Miranda Maverick, Aaron Blanchfield. I'm going to go Blanchfield. Ooh, I Dog. like Maverick. I like Maverick in this one. I like Blanchfield. I think she's a like kind of a brute. Eric Anders, former Alabama stud against Andre Muniz. 
another dog. I'm going Anders. Your boy. Boss's your boy. boy. My boy, your boy. He's everyone's boy. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Wright, Bruno Silva. Jordan Wright, kind of a knockout artist. But I was going to say, he, I want He only finishes or gets finished. Yeah. And Bruno Silva, I can't remember if it was him or someone else, but he won by like a third. He won by third round TKO his last fight. But I think it was a bit sketchy. Like, I think the fight was going. Oh, uh, Andrew Sanchez. Yes, he was getting dominated. He was getting dominated, yeah. He was yeah, getting yeah, dominated. Yeah. Andrew Sanchez just completely gassed. Gassed, yeah. And it was I'm like going a, Jordan Wright knockout. And Jordan. that that's going to be great, great odds if you bet him knockout. Yeah. Because he's already plus 260. Nah, that's true, man. I like that one. Yeah. He's, he's one of the dogs that I'm looking to play in DFS this week. Oh, yeah, 100%. Jordan Especially because if he wins, it's going to be a big score. Yeah. Uh, Sakai Tuivasa. I'm going to go Shui. Man, you know, like, I didn't like, yo, Tuivasa got pieced up by Greg Hardy. Yeah. He had him, he had him staggered, and then Greg Hardy, it seemed like an inexperienced move where he kind of rushed in with his he, guard down, and then he got clipped there. Yeah, it was. And it was like, I don't know how that punch put his lights yeah, out. Yeah, I think Sakai is a big step up for him. Sakai was just in a main event against Overeem. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's true. He got his ass whooped, though. I know, but, the, you know, that's... It is over, man. He kind of was just taking him down and right. short elbowing it's a big, his face it's a big, It's a big jump in competition for Tuivasa. Uh, yeah, I'm going Sakai. Okay. Cruz versus Munoz. God, this fight's terrible. I'm going Cruz. No, it's not terrible. I'm lying. I'm going to go Munoz's decision. Damn, bro. We're mad against each other. On yeah, this but one. that's a flip. Yeah, nah, I know. Danny Gay versus Josh Emmett. I'm going Ige. <laughs> oh, I want to go Emmett. I wish this fight was even. That's another dog I'm looking at. Danny Gay. I'm going to go Emmett. That fight might be a knockout, though. Paiva, O'Malley, O'Malley. O'Malley, yeah, I'm not betting him. First of all, those odds aren't that crazy. Cody Garbrandt, Kai Kara France. I'm going to go Cody. I like Kai, but I'm going to go Cody. Ponzinibbio, Jeff Neal. This, oh, shoot. That might be a fight of the night, actually. Um, Damn. Yo, so... Can I give you some logic on this one? I think this fight has a lot of potential. Um, Jeff Neal was on a huge win streak, and then he ran into Wonderboy. 
which is like, you know, that's he, an understanding. He I know. kind of neutralizes these big strikers. Yeah, like yo, Wonderboy is such a tough matchup for he literally is. everyone in that division. I want to see him against Hamzat. Wonderboy Chamayev would be yeah, sick. Yeah, but Burns was able to. First of all, people were booing Burns. I thought that was a good ass fight by him. Yeah, he stayed out of like. But you have to though. That's the thing. Like, yeah, you have he fought to. it so smart. Yeah, because he knew he had the grappling advantage. What do you got on this one? Um, I like Ponzinibbio. Like I like him, yeah. but I I think I'm gonna go Neil. I'm gonna go Neil also. Nunez Pena. I wouldn't be surprised though, Ponzinibbio, if Ponzinibbio kind of grits out a decision. Like who did he just fight? Where by uh Baeza. Was it Baeza? Yeah, that was a really good fight because he looked kind of like outmatched. Yeah, and then he just gritted out a decision. Nunez Pena. Nunez. Yeah. No shot. And then Oliveira, Poirier, we're both on Oliveira. Charlie Olives. Charlie Olives. <laughs> Shouts to Damn. Charlie Olives. All, All right. right. So we're mad off, yeah. Ah, yes, NFL football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find NFL tickets anymore, because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their nfl tickets don't believe it if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site tick pick will give you 110 percent of the difference in the purchase price i cannot wait to use tick pick to go to a game this year and in particular not a giants game because i'm done with them until proven otherwise i'm not going to waste my money to just go be miserable for three and a half hours and then sit in traffic in the lincoln tunnel on the way back thanks a lot dave gettleman so, if you want to go to a game this year, visit TickPick.com VM today and use the promo code VM to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. That is VM as the promo code to get $10 off your first order of NFL tickets. All right, we're back. My guy is in the building, raging as a machine. Look at you go. I know. We're, t- we're, we're going to LA this week we're talking about Rams Cardinals. So, felt like a little bit of California. We got to go to that. But it's a big week. I, I, this game slate, like these are the heavyweight matchups. Yeah. We got lot. two big heavyweight matchups and two uh, upper mid carters. Yeah, pushing, pushing. I know you love the Bengals, even though. I do, man. I'm even still, though. Uh, I'm still holding on stock. Yeah. Allen back in the building. <laughs> Josh is still here. Hey. Let's open up with your team, bro. Okay. Hottest team in the league. Hottest team. team in the league. 4 0. Chiefs hottest. NFC. Okay. There we go. Right, there we go. Good point. Yo, Good you point. look at you being modest. Bro, first of all, it's mad funny. I sent Nick a picture. I was like, uh, it was somewhere it's like just when I thought I was uh, just when I thought I was then I was out on the season, they reeled me back in. It's yeah, a four game go. win streak now. And yo, look, they beat the Bucks, who no one expected. Right, no Except one. Except for me, Washington fans expected it. Not expected, but knew it was possible. We were just messing around yeah. before we started recording. How if Heineke just played the Bucks every week, he'd be the MVP. Yeah, in the group chat, I was like, if he played the Bucks every week, he'd win MVP. Why do you think that is? Yeah, like why, why they match up so good against the Bucks, bro? I don't know. I don't think there's a reason. Because Brady struggles. Like I thought you struggled in the wildcard game last year. 
he had a few interceptions in the wild card, right? Yeah. And then he had three when he played against us this season. I don't know. It just it seems like he struggles. I, it it got to be the D line, right? But but then again, like the guys weren't all healthy when they played them. Right. I think Gibson's put ran well against them, right? Yeah. And who? No one really runs on Tampa. Well, he brought up a good point in the group chat mm -hmm. when you do you know who leads the N oh I mean now it's probably gonna give it away, but did you know that Gibson leads the NFC in rushing? Never would have guessed. Yeah. Wow. Especially because he was banged up and had like a few games where it's like he was McKissick was the lead back. I thought maybe for net, but then game he doesn't probably get the carries. Yeah, he get, he gets yeah. a lot of like yeah. dump offs and right. shit, but never would have guessed Fournette is like a receiving back, right? Like the way he's built, you would think he's like this oh, north he south. But he dropped all these passes last year. But I'll give him credit this year. He because it was the biggest joke last year. Like people were saying, Tampa's got like somehow get James White on this team because <laughs> Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette couldn't catch a pass. Well, we were hyped that they signed Gio Bernard. I know, and he, like Gio's had an impact, very small one. He did yeah. early. Yeah. Then I, did he miss yeah. a few games, Gio Bernard? Something like that, yeah. But yo, what is it about Washington? You think, Allen? You got they beat the Bucks, they beat the Panthers. Which look, the Panthers aren't no juggernaut, but it was Cam's homecoming. No, so I was the a big crowd win for was, them. That yeah. was a big win. Yeah. Monday night against the Seahawks. Desperate Seahawks team. And then go Banged on the road. Seahawks, yeah. yeah, go on the road and you beat the Raiders. Yeah. You think it just comes down because I'm looking at the secondary because early in the year they were giving forty play every. Three drives. Like it just seemed like Landon Collins was pointing the finger at who's where. I mean, that's uh, that's gonna be the case forever. William like, William is... Jackson was getting roasted, but then I I think Ron Rivera had to sit down and told him play closer to the line of scrimmage yep. or use it as a box safety. And since then, it's just they don't allow too many big plays, and that D line's getting after. Like Jonathan Allen's had a huge year. I nice is having solid contributions. Like it just seems like their defense is more organized, and even though they're not quite taking over games. They're not allowing big plays, and I feel like the offense is doing a great job of controlling time possession. And Scott Turner, it just seems like he's dialing up a lot of plays where they're creating high percentage looks, and they're just pick up chunk plays and winning these close games. That the the Landon Collins things is a hundred percent a a big factor because he is now playing closer into the line of scrimmage, mm -hmm. and they have they have these other guys. They have Cream Curl back there. They have William Jackson. You got Kendall Fuller. Like we have these. These these good D like decent DBs yeah. that are playing well. Fuller came in the Alex Swift trade, right? Yeah. Well, we actually had him before, oh, and then so we sent him yeah. to Kansas City. I always get him back. confused with Kyle Fuller, the, who's now the on Denver. Yeah, Chicago. he was on Chicago, Chicago. Now he's on Denver. Yeah, he's been around. That dude. Yeah. That dude's been around. Yeah. But yo, look, there. This is a big game. Who's out, by the way? Landon Collins. We don't have him this week. Yeah, or Logan Thomas, who just went out. Also, yeah, Sweat. We were guy. saying how hurt his jaw. Supposed to come back. He gets popped for COVID. No McKissick. Popped for COVID like it's steroids. <laughs> he got popped. <laughs> First of all, careful. The C word. Oh, COVID? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People go crazy when you <laughs> drop that C word. Cause, uh, that one's okay. Yo, two, two games back now, and you have two games against the Cowboys. You were talking about for, I mean, even from the summer, you were saying how that the last five weeks for Washington – it's, it's like all division games. You play so the Eagles, weird. play the Cowboys twice, got the Giants again. Yeah. This is a big one, man. How do you feel about Washington, though? Um, I mean, it's going to be tight. I it feel really like you don't want to dive in. Like, you I don't want to go all in because you don't want to get hard. I don't even want to tweet about it because I'm the ultimate jinx. <laughs> so I know if I tweet about it, we'll lose all five division games coming up. The opportunity is there, though. That's what we hold our faith. 
Yeah. That's the one thing I like. Like, we don't need the Cowboys to lose. We need to beat them. Mm-hmm. We don't need the Eagles to lose. We need to beat them. It's not games where it's like, oh, I need a win, and, like, we need to beat, the say, the, the Chargers and the Ravens, mm-hmm. and then they need to lose to these teams. Right. There isn't a better thing in all of sports, in my opinion, than controlling your own destiny. Like, I've I've had seasons when I'm rooting for the Giants that I got to, oh, man, I need Washington to be Philly. And I need the Cowboys to lose to the Bears. Oh, man, they're benching Jay Cutler. Like, oh, oh fuck, last you know? year like, at home, was... Nate Sudfield didn't get in the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yo, that's the worst. And I hate how all of last season they were blaming um, the Eagles for sitting for sitting Hurts uh, to play Sudfield. Yeah. It's like, bro, take care of business. You won six games if you're the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't drop Evan Ingram. Don't drop every third down coming your way, you <laughs> asshole. Like, let's take care of business. And Washington right now, they got the sixth seed. So if they went out, they might even have a chance at the division. Cowboys 8-4. and four. Washington is 6-6. Six and six. Two games back. You still have two games against them. And I feel like they got some good tiebreakers in there. Like, they beat Carolina. They beat Atlanta. Now, granted, those two teams probably won't be around. But it's good. At least you got those tiebreakers. Yeah. Did they... Play New Orleans? What happened? Because I, I feel like the NFC East, NFC oh, South played. Did we beat? I, I, no, we lost. I oh, okay, lost. That, that see a... that might play an impact if Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara get going. So, but for most part, I feel like Washington is in control of that, and I just feel like they're really well coached right now. And they lost. They lost to the Saints. By they the lost way, to yeah. The Saints. Okay. okay. Yeah, I just it's it's very hard to keep track of all this. But, uh, I, what do you make of Scott Turner? Because I feel like just watching that the offense. It just seems like they're opening up a lot of things. Heineke does not have to force the ball. I know he threw one bad interception, but for the most part, they're not turning the ball over. And Gibson's now getting in the groove. It's it's all very encouraging. Uh, yeah, Gibson getting looking fully healthy is a huge factor because he has. I saw it posted on Twitter. He has like the most touches in the last three weeks or something. Mm-hmm. It was like ninety. It was it was a, a large amount. Him and Jonathan Taylor have the two most touches in the NFL right now in the last three weeks. And if you're running the ball, that means – if you're running the ball a lot, that means you're getting first downs. And if you watch the Tampa game, the final drive where we iced it, what did we take off, 10 minutes, 10-plus yeah, minutes? Yeah, it was a long-ass We Brady, Tom Brady. Yeah. Shouts to Taylor. Go. He loved Shouts it. And Taylor. Did you think that was the case against the Raiders too? Because it seemed like they had the ball a good majority of that game. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you like – some, they had – whoever was the announcers of that game was saying, like, if you look at the stats, yeah. you would never expect the game to have been that right, close. Right. Now, who's their kicker? Because I know – Brian Johnson. Who When they were – when they didn't go – because did you think they should have went for it on fourth and one against – I was saying uh, go for it, yeah. yeah. Because I was like, bro – first of all, when you watch Dustin Hopkins kick field goals for like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD to maximize. <laughs> Yo, Seriously. When he missed, he who's he play on now? Charges, charges. He yeah, missed one for them. I was like, like, yeah, Gi- welcome. Giants this weekend. Charges. Yo, dude, for the life of me, like, why would you sign a kicker who gets cut because of like missed PATs? That's first of all, he should have been charges cut four years yeah. ago. If my fiance is saying you suck at kicking, that means you're bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, she hey, he didn't get the approval. <laughs> she doesn't watch football that much. But if she's like, why is this guy always missing? <laughs> that means you're missing. You're not doing well. That's the eye test, folks. <laughs> Yo, what do you what do you make of Dallas, Alan? I still think they're a juggernaut, albeit a juggernaut that's beat up and kind of lost their rhythm. Like to me, they probably should sit Zeke for a week or two. He does not look healthy whatsoever, and I don't see what the big deal is giving Tommy Pollard fifteen twenty carries a game. And if they have to bring someone else in, bring him in. But there's no way. Like Elliot needs a break. He needs to get healthy. 
And I don't know. I just I was a little concerned in the New Orleans game. Like Prescott was missing a lot of throws. There were a couple moments where his, him and CD Lamb were on the same page. So I still feel like Dallas has too much talent to not win a division. But it's clear they need to start hitting their stride because things they look a little bit discombobulated. You know, at least their defense. Like I know we're gonna rave about Michael Parsons. Too, <laughs> oh God, I hate that he's so good, he's bro. So I don't want to admit it. But look, as as even though they got a couple pieces defensively. If they're going to be in the Super Bowl, it's going to be because their offense. If their offense doesn't get in a rhythm soon, I think it's, they could be one and done. Yeah, they – I mean, look, Zeke – Obviously I've, banged up, though. Remember that game when he caught, like, just a little dump pass and he ran to the sideline? Like, catching it, he just ran out of bounds. I was like, bro, I was like, this guy looks like he's running with a broken leg. Yeah. It's and like the group chat were like, yo, it looked like I was running. Yeah. <laughs> but, yo, come on. Let's be honest. The I, I think there's a difference between the two running backs. There's two. It's just a matter of I, we don't know if Pollock could truly be a workhorse back. Like he just seems like someone's a good change to pace option. Maybe use him as receiver. Like I don't know if t- Tony Pollock could handle 20 touches, which is why Elliot and it's look. A fair assessment. And that thing is Elliot's also fantastic at blitz pickups. It's well documented. This guy lays linebackers down when it comes to pick up line so he still has a value he still has a value as a running back it's just they gotta find a better balance because right now it's just ineffective like elliot past two weeks doesn't look like he belongs on football field and then you look at tony pollard he pretty much made the game changing play against new orleans yeah yeah, yeah. the this offense is... definitely is more explosive with tony pollard yeah and, yeah. and gang gallup's back has been huge like look at that touchdown against new orleans wow. oh dude i mean the three the Cooper the three two. the three wide receivers that they have. And I think one of the reasons why Dak looks so shaky is because Cooper didn't practice for a bit. Lamb didn't practice that week because of the concussion. Yeah. So you got to practice for your guys, right. at least a little bit, right? Yeah. When when Rodgers came back from COVID against the Seahawks, it's like dude didn't practice and he didn't look himself out there too. I think they scored, what, 13 points? And some of that was because Russ came off the pins coming off. That week, also, he didn't practice. So, like, yo, you kind of do need to practice still. Right. I'm fascinated by this game because Washington is at home, which I like. Our fans are starting to come alive. Our fans Because yeah, you're winning. Known, yeah, obviously. But I like how even in Vegas. Yo, there was a lot of Washington really? fans. Really? Dude, yeah. a lot. Some um, J.P. Finley, I think. Shout out J.P. Finley. But um, he's like a beat report. One of yeah, those. I've seen the name. Yeah, he, he, he's like big with Washington. And he posted a couple pictures, and it looked like it was packed. Like, the plane he was on was all Washington. It was all Burgundy. Man, I saw a lot of Washington jerseys, like, throughout just walking around Vegas, too. Yeah. And, and it has to be the case when it's teams like Washington. When Philly went over there, it was the same thing. When Chicago went over there, it was the same thing. You get these... Underdogs. But these big fan bases that travel... Right. We're when not they a go big over fan to, base, though. We're like historically. I feel like they're passionate. Now, nah, but they're That's passionate. That's yeah. a better one. If you give us something to cheer for, like we'll cheer hard. Yeah, yeah. this wasn't the same vibe two months ago yeah. before the win streak. Literally, people Winning, were. We losing. were getting like career lows in attendance and stuff. Like, well, historic. that stadium also sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it's so bad. Well Who you got in this game, Alan? It's gotta go Dallas. Just gotta bit. go Dallas. I think they're too talented. Like, as much as I'm uh, concerned about their offense, it's I just don't know if Washington has the firepower. Like to me, Washington, they desperately. Curtis Samuel, like what's I I, I like him, but he. He's barely done anything. I know, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Hello. I thought you were like, yo, what's up? With this? Yeah, but like, like I just, I just don't think Washington <laughs> has the firepower offensively, and if they're gonna win this game, they gotta 
get a few turnovers and control the ball for like 35 minutes. Other than that, I just think Dallas is way too much offensively. And you know a guy like Parsons could wreck a game in like one or two plays. Yeah. I wonder if Giant fans are sick seeing Eric Flowers uh, flourish. <laughs> him and Charles. Yeah, they got him. They got Charles Leno. They, they, they got a cast of characters. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what like, I like our line. The people, like, they're calling them, like, the new hogs or whatever because, like, the old Washington yeah. line. And the way they stuck up when Taylor Heineke got like that, when the Raiders sacked him and then threw him down on the floor again. Yo, you came on the pod in the offseason, and you were talking about how you like Taylor Heineke. And one of the reasons why was because... If you look back on my tweets, when we put in... Who did we put in? Was it Alex Smith or something? When we were tweeting, I was like, yo, bring in Taylor Heineke. Bring in... And we played Alex Smith against the Eagles, was it? believe so and we only won that game because they brought in nate the great yeah yeah and i was saying bring in heineke and then the next game was, was the, playoffs, the playoff game and smith, he, smith was pretty much incapable of playing yeah Bro. but then also but then also the the whole offseason when they signed taylor heineke you mm-hmm. saw all the players go to twitter and instagram and they're like yo taylor's back taylor gang and shit yeah galvanize the, the locker room the man. famous photo of chase, chase young's Young. pointing the to the back it's like, yo, they, they love that dude, so that's why they get up for him and they play. Mm-hmm. I like Washington in this spot. They're hot right now. They're playing well. I love Ron Rivera. I've always been a Ron Rivera guy. Yeah, he's hard to not cheer for. And they're just playing really well. And Dallas is something about Dallas now. They haven't been the same the last five games, Allen. I'm not going to look at Taysom Hill and beating up on Taysom Hill mm-hmm. as something that I'm going to you know, get overly excited about. Yeah, you win a, you win it in dominant fashion, but for the most part, I think I, I like Washington here. Taysom Hill did throw about four passes directly at Cowboys players. Yeah. Trevon Diggs. Oh, Diggs, oh, Diggs, was, thank Diggs you. was awful. <laughs> yeah. It was like Diggs was running a crossing pattern. He hit him right in stride. It's like God wants Diggs to lead the NFL in interceptions. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Some of the passes. Pretty much. All right, next game we're going to talk about yeah, let's go to Bill's Bucks since Taylor Heineke likes playing the Bucks, sort of fitting over there. Brady has lost only three times in his career, mm-hmm. Allen, to Buffalo. Uh, no quarterback has beaten one team more in their career than Tom Brady has to Buffalo. Aaron Rodgers said that he owns the Bears. I think Tom Brady feels the same way about right. Buffalo. So going into uh, the first drive of the Bucks falcons game, the Bucks attempted ten passes and scored. They did not run on the first drive. They had t- he had twenty pass attempts in the first quarter. I had him in DFS. I was loving every moment of that. Could you imagine, like, if they start off the game the same after forty six runs against the Patriots? Now the Bills got to deal oh, with the complete t- opposite. Yeah, right? like I just want to see ten passes start the game. Just Brady throwing to Godwin, Gronk, Evans, like just the contra, just the mess of it. See how they react because, like, you gotta wonder, like, how do like the Bills just. How did their secondary react after that game? Like, they they gotta be just like, they now have to cover anything. Like just the dynamic. Like looking back on that Monday night game because it was a historical game, whether for the right or wrong reasons, how you ever you determine it, it was a historical game. I just want to know what the psyche is with this Bills defense. Like how beat up that they are up front, and then like how the corners react from not covering anyone to now you're covering. I know Antonio Brown's suspended, but you're still covering one of the most dynamic passing games in the league. Yeah. Bro, you, that's like a week off almost for the DBs. Oh, they tackle a lot. Because you're not even running. Yeah. You're playing up. Like, those wide receivers, I don't even think I saw a guy run past, past 20 yards. Nah. Bro, three pass attempts? Yeah. Bro, that's a it's joke. fucking wild, bro. 
There was a one point where um, they had a QB sneak. The, my favorite moment is when they did a QB sneak on third and five and then fourth and one. And you just see Kendrick Bourne just clap his hands like, let's go. I'm just like, dude, this is the, fun, this is the most ridiculous quarterback game. sneak on third and five is hilarious. Talk about a perfect time for a play action. If they would have called that up. Hey, they like got the four yards quarter. and then they got the fourth and one. So Yo, did what. you see what those reporters asked? Uh, Matthew Judon? No. no uh, Poyer and Hyde. Poyer, Not, yeah. Dude. Shame on that reporter, man. That was. Just, I didn't. I saw. I had seen a reporter. post about it. I didn't listen or read it. What did it say? But they just asked him, like Alan, tell him. You don't ask a player after a, such a deflating loss. Oh, how embarrassing was that? Like you're, you're a journalist. You've been perfecting your craft. Frame the question better. At least present it where the players can at least talk about it. Like yeah, after such a demoralizing game, like like come on. And yo, also, also, yeah, that's disrespectful. You're almost like making fun of them. But yo, also, they gave up 14 points. It's not like they got lit up for forty, and and yeah. to be, and it was one touchdown, it wasn't one like, little yeah. touchdown. So you know, it's not like they got lit up. Right. Where that question was kind of weird. Yeah. It was a weird question. And guess who? Guess who played uh, Ramondre Stevenson instead of Damian Harris? There you go. Did you also play against them or no? Just no on DraftKings. I'm saying. Oh, like I did the showdown and I purposely pivoted off Damian Harris oh, to Stevenson. And your day was over after yeah. that first round. Now, did you play any Patriot receivers or tight ends? I played a couple receivers, but not too much. <laughs> I played more Josh yeah. Allen and Diggs. Yo, Ahmed had a chance at winning like 40K if that first field goal would have went in for Taylor Bass. Ooh. He literally probably would have because they were down four, and it was late in the fourth. He missed it. So wow. when they were in the position where they could have kicked again – that's when they went for it. With That's Josh when they Allen. had to go yeah. for it. Yeah. Shouts but to him, man. He's I, probably gonna hear this and be like, "Yo, fuck these kids." <laughs> but this game, though, like with with, with Buffalo's, I just I I want to know how their defense reacts because look, t- Tampa Bay, I was arguably the best old line in the league. They could score thirty points in a flesh. I just I just wonder like how the Bills react and you know Sean McDermott. Like, do you question? Do you start questioning him now? Because it's just like... They are starting to struggle. Yeah. After it looked like they had a stranglehold on the division. That press conference is very concerning afterwards. Like, oh, don't give Belichick so much credit. And we beat ourselves. It's like, no, you kind of got outmanned in the trenches. I didn't think they got dominated. But I think there's a certain lack of toughness with this Bills defense that you have to start you know, wondering, like, can they beat the best? And you know, you're playing the Bucks right now. This is the best. And you're lacking in the secondary with Tredavious White being out. Yeah. That's against a pass-heavy team with good wide receivers. That's – Yeah. He was – I mean, I said it when he got hurt. I think he was the most, most important guy for their defense because they do mm-hmm. rotate guys in on the f- defensive line. Right. But in the secondary, they didn't – yeah, the safeties are dope. I think them and Green Bay probably got the best pair. Yeah. At safety, but as far as a lockdown corner, White is as close to that. Yeah. And, yo, I think a lot of it has to fall on Josh Allen in that offense. Like, Dable was this big commodity in the offseason. Like, how did this dude not get a head coaching job? Comes back to Buffalo. and It's concerning. That offense yeah. hasn't really been all that. And, and yo, like, got to be able to run the ball. And I hate being that dude, right? Like, oh, you got to run the ball, you can win. Like, yeah. I think the what dumbest. You, the 70s coach? Yo, the, uh, I don't know if it's the dumbest, but the stats that drive me crazy, it's like, oh, uh, Jonathan Taylor over 100 yards, the Colts are 7-0. and, and 0, uh, But then, like, under 100, he's 6-0. I, like, I, I get that said. No, to me, the worst is with the carries. If he gets 20, 25 oh, carries, carries, to me, terrible. the carries are even yeah. worse because, like, you know it's just – it's all about game script here. Like, yeah, you're not going to give a running back 25 carries if you're facing a multiple point deficit, like multiple drive deficit. Like if you're if you're down 17 points, 
he's most likely going to get 10, 15 carries. That's just right. how game is. But with the Bills, I think, you know, we talk about running the game, uh, running the ball, and it just seemed like, I don't know what the reason was, but I don't like how they didn't really use Josh Allen as a runner. I think Josh Allen had maybe four runs. I think he had one scramble. But to me, in that kind of game, you got to use some misdirection. You got to run some zone read. At least get New England's defense thinking. To me, they were just running straight power up the middle with Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. It's like, and now you're going against Tampa Bay. And we all know Tampa Bay doesn't allow teams to get going on their ground. Like, if this offense is going to open things up, it's time to start using Josh Allen more as a runner. Like, he clearly can do it. He's fearless as it gets. Like, Josh Allen does not mind running through contact. Yeah, he's a bit of a psychopath. Yeah. He'll lower his shoulder right into a right. linebacker. And, and his and right I, shoulder, too, though, when he yeah. has to throw it. I, yeah, I know that's not ideal, but at this point, with the running game how it is, you got to start taking chances. And I just thought what was one of the most disappointing things about that Patriots game was the lack of Josh Allen runs. Yeah. I was well, thinking that, too. Don't you think it's a little weird, though, because... Guys like Josh Allen, guys like Lamar Jackson, completely different talents. I get it. But what they do really well is also like running the ball. But you also want to protect them so they don't get hurt. Yeah. You used to root for a team that they had a quarterback that loved to run the ball. It's probably the most excited you ever were as a Washington fan, right? Yeah, that rookie year for RG3. was supposed to be career, the franchise changing. Yeah. He was supposed to be great for like 10 years. And dude like lit it up. And the, the best thing about him and what made that offense go at the time and what makes Buffalo go – what makes the Arizona Cardinals go, the Ravens, it's running with your quarterback. Right. But there's that fine line that you walk as a franchise like, all right, maybe maybe 15 design runs is OD for Lamar. Let's cut it back to eight. Yeah. And then also allow Lamar to do that wild shit that he does that makes him so great. Right. So it's a weird, it's a weird sort of give and pull with Letting your quarterback run. Because, yeah, you don't want him to get hurt like RG3 did, but also you want him to be at his best, which is him running the ball and doing all that crazy shit. Yeah, but at the same time, has has there been a point where Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen reached that? Because people always use RG3 as an example. But what happened with him is he hurt his knee, Mm -hmm. but they rushed him back. And he didn't even hurt his knee scrambling. It just completely gave out. So they rushed him back. That's why it happened. He He didn't blow his knee out on a crazy tackle for him getting risky. Right. He sort of got like sandwiched in between. I remember that. No, not even. He just bent down to pick up the ball. Well, oh, that's right. Yeah. He bent down to pick up the ball and his knee just turned in. Yeah. Oh, that was off the botch snap? Yeah. Ew. That was a playoff game, the right? Seattle. Seattle. The hey, Seattle. Hey, the, tra- the Trent Williams-Richard Sherman game. Oh, word, when he snuffed him. <laughs> that's right. Damn, I, I miss Trent Williams. Uh, like the best left tackle, I think, in football for PFF right now with the, yeah, with the Niners. Every year he somehow yeah. is. Nah, but yo, that's a good point too, man. Like, like yo, he even, did hurt it, scrambling and getting hit, but it wasn't, he didn't blow it out there. He hurt it. He shouldn't have played that game, but he could have just rested it up and, yeah, you know, been fine yeah. next season. Yeah. Uh, do you think next time the Falcons and the Bucks play, Chris Godwin's going to get double teamed, or are you just going to let him catch 14 passes? Again? I think he'll probably catch 14 <laughs> passes. Uh, maybe Dean Pease will go back to retirement, but. Yo, oh, Chris, Chris Godwin's a free agent after this year. Remember, he signed the franchise tag to come back. Yeah, Mike Evans will probably take another pay cut. Didn't he take a pay cut to he did, keep yeah. the team? A lot of guys did. A lot of guys. Yeah. But that, that comes from Brady. Brady probably went in there and was like, yo, you guys you guys yeah. love what we just did? Yeah, of yeah. course. We're champs. You right. want 20 million lose or you want yeah. 14 uh, million win? Yeah. By the way, it also has to be talked about. You know who's looking real spry and just do Gronk. Gronk is, Gronk is. What like, did I say? Pull up text. I say. Gronk is playing like a top three tight end right now. Like Gronk he, is back, baby. He's blocking. He's moving. Oh, man. Like, 
looking confused on the sideline. You saw that one <laughs> image of him on the sideline. He's just holding his pads. He's like talking to himself. And they, they zoom out and there's no yeah, one near Gronk. Yeah. I, I know Gronk's getting a lot of heat right now for having the most annoying ad, even though I think the Uber Eats it has the cake for the worst ad. Like it's like Uber Eats, Stay Farm, and then the USAA Today. Yeah. Yeah, but well, at, at least Grok has commercials and he's produced, unlike Saquon Barkley and Baker Mayfield, Ooh, who have man, all the commercials. Damn. Yeah, I'm so I'm so damn. done. <laughs> so done. Shots fire. I mean, yeah, I hate Barkley too. I drafted that asshole in two leagues, and I don't even want to start one it. league to well, be. Well, wait, wait in <laughs> two leagues too many. Wait until the Giants have to give him 100 million dollars. That's gonna be good. But uh, actually, it's not gonna be good. It's gonna be terrible. Yeah. But uh, Alan, who you got on this game? It's Tampa Bay. I just think. They're firing all cylinders right now, and there's just too many questions with Buffalo. I will say that Buffalo's passing game could get going in this one. It's a nice matchup for you to get going. O-line's a concern, though, against that pass rush. Pierre Ball, yeah, Pierre, and then Joe Tyron been one of the. I know we haven't talked much about defensive rookies outside of Michael Parsons, but Tyron's had a real impact. And that was a luxury pick for them. They had a 30-second pick. All right, we'll get in there, D-line, and rush the passer. Well, I do think that luxury picks like that when you're adding to your strength mm-hmm. is what keeps you successful yeah as long as they produce though because tampa uh kansas city tried to do a luxury pick and edwards hilaire yo they could add jonathan taylor son imagine that imagine could that deandre swift yo, jonathan taylor's gonna win people so many fantasy leagues he's already got whoever drafted him's in first place well, rough timing though with the bye week right like if you're struggling right well, now. if you have taylor you probably are making the playoffs anyway yeah true yeah. What about also like Austin Eckler is second in the league in touchdowns, and I feel like no one's talking about him either. Yeah, well, what's his yardage? I feel like he's not even that ha- – hasn't been that productive. Austin Eckler is like 28 touches for 90 yards, like from scrimmage. He's been pretty – That's yeah. good. We got to emphasize scrimmage with him because – Yeah, yeah, because he gets used out the yeah. passing game. Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to pick Buffalo. I want to pick Buffalo. I feel like they need it. They need it. They also play New England – after this too brutal slate jeez they had they had new england to be fair i think they played the panthers and falcons back to back after so (laughs) sorry there so they played the pats they're at the bucks this week they play the panthers and then they got the patriots again then you got atlanta and the jets to close out so look in theory you're seven and five if you drop this game and then the next one to the patriots you're competing for a wild card you're competing for a wild card how about you josh what are you thinking I'd probably say Tampa too. I don't want to like. It's not crazy if Buffalo wins, but Tampa's just at right now the better team. Yeah, the thing with Buffalo, they pretty much only have one statement win. That was against a Kansas City team in crisis. Besides that, who are they really beaten this year? People were so stressed about Kansas City. Yeah, and now they've just won five in a row. Yeah. Uh, all right, next game. Um, Bengals at the Niners. I think the Bengals are home. You are right. Yeah. I'm an idiot. And I have it written down that they're at home too. Legend. And I talked about this on the other pod that I'm on too. I just want to emphasize that because the way you framed it, I was like, yeah, it, it's it's noble because West Coast. Nah, and, of yeah. course. Yeah. And also, I, I prefer Cincinnati at home than I do on the road. Right. So there's that also. Um, Jamar Chase has done everything he could in his power to not win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Like the last five weeks have been really quiet. And that interception, bro. He's had I, a fair I know share of drops. Gonna, it's going to... It's going to appear as an interception for Joe Burrow, but I'm not a PFF guy. Everyone knows this. I listen to the show, but they do this thing where it's like, I think adjusted 
adjusted like interceptions kind of they it's have like, a bunch of those it's like adjusted pass yards yeah adjusted. but it, but it's a stat where it's like they credit the wide receiver for the interception yeah. as opposed to the quarterback and that one was just like a shoe in 60 yarder to chase Terrible, bobbles terrible. it right into the, the way days. that even happened didn't even make sense such yeah. a weird ass play man but josh how you feel about cincinnati bro um i'm gonna go and say if debo samuel doesn't play since he probably wins by like 20 i agree that offense is so much more dynamic with debo samuel yeah it's still they still probably i would are they the favorites it's a pick em. okay i would say like probably slight favorite i would assume maybe a slight favorite I think Cincinnati has a much better all-around team. Like San Francisco's defense, like they're trying. Like D'Amico Ryan's doing a decent job there. Just they don't have the personnel. Like, yeah, like, like like you like you're telling me Josh Norman's gonna be on an island with Chase or T Higgins. Like, <laughs> dude, Josh Norman just he's been a liability for years. Like Josh, you could get some jokes off after this, but like, I just hit San Fran. Like the their whole thought process of depending on Jason Red, who I know everyone loves, but you're talking about a very injured-prone corner to be your number one corner. Totally backfired. Now you got guys like Josh Norman starting, and these are the type of games where it's just not going to go well. Yeah, no, that's that's easy pickings for whoever he lines up with. Because T Higgins coming on, bro. That whole team, that offense is explosive. That t- that offense could be that receiving core could be up there with top receiving cores in NFL. Right, that, like obviously you got your Tampa Bay's and Dallas's, but after that, yeah. Well, we got- I think I think one of the reasons. Yeah, that's a good ass point. I didn't think about this. But I think one of the reasons, too, might be that Chase first year, T. Higgins second year, where, like, the other guys on the other teams, they've been around a little bit more. So maybe they have more experience, and they've just been around. That's why it's so synonymous with other teams. But I, it was one thing that I was talking about with this Bengals offense all year, and I picked I picked Joe Burrow from, like, a betting perspective to lead the league in passing yards. He's top 10. Mm-hmm. He's only 200 yards away from first. I know that's, you know, 200 yards. Who's first? Uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. Brady, Carr, yeah, Stafford. Yeah, I thought Carr, Carr was up. Yeah, Carr was up there. I remember Carr got hot. I mean, Carr had a good start. Yeah. Yeah, that Dallas game was big for him, too. That run game shit, too. But, yo, the Niners um, not only defensively hobbled um, Elijah Mitchell, concussion protocol. We know about Debo. Bro, if they miss, if they miss I have them in a league where I need a win to make the playoffs. Mitchell and Debo Samuel. So if they miss the game, I'm just gonna throw my phone. Just close the app. Yeah, don't even don't even open it up. Like the best thing for San Fran right now, George Kittle looks all the way back. George Kittle, you want to watch a highlight reel? Last Sunday, he went crazy. You want to know why? Because Mush over there said don't pay up for tight ends on DraftKings. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly why George Kittle went. Yo, to be fair, to be fair. No position has destroyed my bankroll more than tight end. I pay down at tight end, they don't get a target. I pay up at tight end, Pitts. Pitts, yeah, Pitts has been Pitts, very frustrating. Eight targets, three catches, yeah. 40 Pitts yards. Pitts should be about 3,800 at this point. Yeah. Yo, unbelievable. But, yeah, Kittle, Kittle went crazy. Yeah. Kittle really went nuts last yeah. week. But, Alan, what do you what do you think about this game, though? Yeah, like, if Debo's not playing, it's hard to see them being quick. Because I was, questionable as since these defenses they could still force turnovers they still got a uh, solid front four so i could see them getting jimmy g on call it's just jimmy g you just he's know he's not gonna win you a game you just oh yeah not just that but like you just know two or three times a game he's gonna make a real head scratch like that interception of bobby wagner he literally like it was a crosser i think he was trying to hit Ayuk. he threw it right to bobby wagner, bobby wagner didn't have to move a muscle it just fell right into his chest it's just times where garoppolo like if he throws the ball more than 30 times it's 
going to end up being a catastrophe. And it's just as much as the Niners, you want to believe in Shannon, you want to believe in a couple of star players. It's just you look at Cincinnati, it's like they're a better roster. And I think Mixon could get after him. I know the receiver is going to get a bunch of openings. Like This is really a Cincinnati's game to lose. Like, you know, they want much more fairer now, but it's just matchup-wise, they got to go out there, at least score 30 points, and just really set the tone. Yeah, I like this spot here for the Bengals. I think the Niners are just coming in a little hobbled, and you could take advantage of them right now, the way they're they're constructed. They're 6-6. Mm-hmm. Six and six. Um, They hold a playoff spot right now, as well as Washington, yeah. one of the wild cards. I think they're the team that you still kind of want to see them make the playoffs if you're looking at it. Like the, them and Washington are the – are the like those the best of the worst to me like you look at the rest of the nfc like i'm so over minnesota don't get me started on the vikings <laughs> first of all kirk cousins so that's my boy yeah he tweets at him like yo bro come to my wedding yeah that's it. still no answer come on kirk then, yo um one thing about debo samuel i think right now and this is going to sound weird because as a as someone that's like very familiar with sports betting and just know a lot about it. Quarterbacks are the only ones that really move point spreads. I think Debo Samuel, the way he's played this year and what he means to that team, he might be worth a point against the point spread. And I know it might be like, ah, it's just a point, but what he means to that offense, how they, what game was it when they played? Oh, when they played Minnesota. What do you have? Zero targets? I think, yeah. He no, scored he two touchdowns? He caught one pass. One yeah, pass. yeah, it was yeah. like it one, wasn't. Yeah. It was one pass for like 12 yards or some shit. Yeah. And then he had nine touches that two of them were for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It's like the way they use him, he's so important to that offense. And I think he might be the most. Him, Cup, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I think would be like the four most valuable wide receivers to their team. Because also with Samuels, you could hide Jimmy G's limitations as well. You could run the ball more, use those end arounds, jet sweeps, and Samuel could also s- screen game as well. Yep. Behind the line of scrimmage. Right. Yep. So like with him, Kittle, like these are the best yards after catch guys in the league, and you need that with a guy like Garoppolo. So if he's not playing, it, I don't see this game being all that competitive. But if he is playing, then – you know, you give San Fran like a puncher's chance just because that big playability can make a huge difference. Like Samuel could change a game in an instant. You know, we saw it, seen it several times this year. Like that Rams game too, we should mention. He had a big impact on that one. I think that was the start of him getting like five to seven carries a game. Yeah, he's one of the most dynamic receivers. Not a lot of, I don't know any other guy I can think of that's going to take like an end around or like line up as a running back. And he, even the way he hits like the gaps and f- like follows the blocks and stuff, it looks like a running back. Yeah. And he's he, big. He, he runs through people. Nah, yeah, he's he's a tank. Yo, the only guy I can think of is the way the Rams used Robert Woods before he got hurt. Well, depending how you... But, but Debo is, yeah. is way like more explosive of a weapon. But yeah. as far as like how they used him... Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's obviously more of a running back now, but I do see some comparisons of how Kyle Shanahan uses Debo Samuel to how Arthur Smith uses Cordell Patterson. I I... I I know Cordell Patterson is more of a running back these days, but I see. How cool yeah. is him? How cool oh, is he, Patterson, bro? He's the greatest thing to happen like, in a long time. He went from only a special team's ace to just literally a jack of all well, trades. Probably the MVP of the Falcons this year. Yeah, he's a top 10 MVP candidate. <laughs> <laughs> besides, besides Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I'm going I'm going with the Bengals, though. I think rather comfortably. Too. Yeah, same here, Bengals. What do you got? Uh-huh. You don't want to go against your boy Trent. You know what? I want the uh, I want the Bengals to win to help us out. So yeah, let's Word. go Bengals. Good point. Good I point. do want big games though from Mitchell and Samuel. 
<laughs> they both might miss the game though. That's so. Nah, just play. Congrats. You'll be all, right. <laughs> all right, last one. Um, Monday Night Football. Maybe we go out for this one. Yeah. Second week in a row. What's the game? Rams Cardinals. That's a nice one to go out for. Yeah. And you got the full Cardinals back. Yeah, you got Kyler looking nice. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins shouts to Danny in our group chats like, "Yo, this dude didn't even." Didn't even like practice in warm ups, just comes yeah, out, right. catches a 20 yard touchdown. Right I had away. no clue he was even playing until like 135 p.m. <laughs> and he's in the 135 p.m. I was like, what the hell? He's just up there, like, touchdown. Yeah. Yo, um, because he missed some games, do you think, like, despite them being 10 and 2, people are still sleeping on the Cardinals? It's been a hot topic this week about how the Cardinals aren't getting enough respect. And I, I, I agree with that. Like, they aren't getting quite enough attention, whether it's a lack of experience. Because to me, they got the big wins. Like, you look at their schedule. They've beaten a who's who. Like, and also, they've beaten them at the time when they were even better, right? Like, they beat... They beat the Rams sm- in L.A. Right. And they smashed the Titans week mm-hmm. one with all the weapons there. Right. And fully healthy Titans. Yeah, fully yeah. healthy. So, you know, like, now if you beat the Titans, it's like... Congrats. Congrats. Yeah, good shit. The Texans beat them. You beat Ihinky Westbrook or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but what was it? What, what what do you think it is about the Cardinals? Do you think it's that that they're just not being respected? Yeah, just or maybe people are still trying to. Because I feel like Cliff Kingsbury did a lot of damage last year to his reputation. Like they really should have made the playoffs last year. And yeah, they totally crumbled down the stretch. So I think that, and maybe their defense outside of Chandler Jones and Buda Baker no one really knows much about their defense even though they have a lot of high profile young players and Vance Joseph's doing a stellar job with them as well so I I just think maybe defensively not many enough people know them and not a lot of, not a lot of time, uh, primetime games too like think about how many primetime games have they had the record button oh. it's it's on the side there just just click it which one it's it's on the on the front of the the back of the camera the red button Right there, yeah. The you camera got, you just got, Josh. died out, and I'm too lazy to get okay. up right now. By the way, I haven't showered from the gym, so if something reeks in here, oh, that's good to know. It's the boy. Yeah. The primetime games they haven't played, and the only time that they did play one was, was the letdown game against Green Bay. Green Bay, yeah. Where I think that soured a lot of people because Green Bay mm-hmm. didn't have Adams, right. Lazard, MVS. But there's that football, folks, man. Like yeah. there's that football brings the worst out of a lot of teams. <laughs> so. To be and the I, schedule makers too. Yeah. I just, <laughs> true. I think Arizona, though, you like that offense. Though, that that enough should command respect because you want to talk about teams that are deep. Like we talked about after they got Zach Ertz, they could go, they could stretch the field five wide, and everyone's a threat between Hopkins, Kirk, Moore, Green, AJ Green looking as rejuvenated as ever. So and then Chase Edmonds is supposed to be returning, who adds explosive elements to their offense. As great as Connor is, like to be James Connor is one of the best stories this year. But Edmonds brings a little bit more of a change of pace, something that you can utilize better on screen. So, uh, to me, Arizona's guns blazing. Everyone should be excited by Arizona, and hopefully, this is the start of it because they got some prime time games coming. I know they're playing on Christmas, I believe, against the Cardinals. So that'll be big for them. And I they know, are the Cardinals. I mean, they're playing the Colts. Colts, yeah. But see, see, close. And I know they got Dallas in January, and that should be flexed to prime time. So hopefully, these next few weeks, Arizona gets more notoriety because look, we want to see the best teams on prime time. Like, yeah, we don't want to see the Bears. You know, the, the Giants. Yeah, you know, Bears next two weeks are on prime time. 
Well, this week they played the Packers. And then they played the Vikings on Monday night. By the way, man, as someone that likes the Vikings, why are the Vikings always on primetime? Schedule yeah. makers. Also, also <laughs> like, why do the Giants still have four primetime games a year? Like, what are we doing? That market, baby. It's all about the market. Yeah. Get them off the screen, yeah. bro. Get them that off the screen. That history to franchise it. Yo, win bet also. Cardinals, the third favorite in the NFC. I was going to bring that up. Tampa's favorites to win, It's right? got to be Tampa Green Bay, though. Tampa like, Green Bay that's and then Cardinals Rams. But I want to say something. How many games did Kyler Murray miss? Three. He missed three? Yeah. So they went one and two in that, right? Two and one. Two and one. Yeah. See, I like the way teams play when they're missing their stars. I think that's a big, like, telling point. Like, you're playing Colt McCoy? Who's yeah. your quarterback? And you're, you, won two out, you won two games out of three? Mm-hmm. Who'd they play in those three games? Seattle, San Frank, then that Carolina loss looks like one of the most freakish losses. Yeah. But those aren't like gimmies, you know? Winning, winning two division games on the road without in, dominant, in dominant fashion is impressive. I don't care what the team's looking like. Yeah, and without D-Hop and Kyler Murray, like mm-hmm. that's that's a big telling And their point. defense is flying. Like they got athletes everywhere. Well, yeah. I, I think. I love Buda Baker, man. Yeah. Dude, I like Murphy, the corner. That dude's a beast too. Yeah, he's been he's been around. He's the had ball a really yeah. He just seems long, to always yeah. be making picking up a fumble, right. getting an interception, yeah. and like it, it sucks yeah. that um, JJ Watt got hurt. I know I was gonna bring because Watt is golden a, quietly as a double digit sack season. He just finishes. Yo, there's no guy in the NFL that has had more double digit sack seasons the last like decade that no one talks about than him because he was on the <laughs> Giants too. He had like 11 sacks also. Damn, he played cool. on Arizona originally, came uh-huh. to the Giants, then went back. Like, dude just gets double-digit sacks, and no one ever yeah. talks about him. He does his thing. That's He's weird. A He's a baller. I think, Kings, I think Kingsbury, though, his stock has gone up because of what you said with, with Murray being out and you're still winning those games. Because, mm-hmm. like, bro, if you lose your starting quarterback, you have a legitimate excuse as to why you suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for you to go, like Allen said, you win two games in the division on the road, pretty impressive. Yeah. Like, people are taking – like at a fantasy perspective and gambling, people are gonna take the other team and then take that other team's defense when that starting quarterback's out. So like, there's no faith in an offense right. when they lose their starting quarterback, especially, and then their number one weapon. Yeah, and also, what about when the the starting quarterback and the backup are nowhere near the same skill level? Yeah, and I, maybe not skill level, but like style of play, right? Like one big skill complaint. Level. Yeah, but I'm also, also talking about like if they had a running quarterback yeah. as a backup. Oh, okay. At least you could still run the same offense. It's mm-hmm. a complaint I always have where if I'm the Ravens, I don't want my backup quarterback to be Matt Ryan or a Matt Ryan type of quarterback where he can't run RPOs and move around as a runner. Yeah. That's why I like when Flacco is the quarterback. This is the example I always use when Flacco is the quarterback and then Lamar goes in. It's like, well, you have a Joe Flacco offense for a dude who's way more athletic and gifted mm-hmm. than Joe Flacco is. So it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like Daniel Jones drop off to Mike Lennon. You know, it just doesn't yeah. doesn't make go. sense. That well, was the, a joke. The Rams, though. We haven't talked much about the Rams. They're kind of in a weird Fa- spot. You want to see them beat someone good now. Right? Like it's, it's been a while since they've beaten someone good. Tampa. They were on a three-game losing yeah. streak with a bye in between. So they, didn't, they went about a month without winning. Yeah. You get Von Miller. You get Odell. Odell has scored... Two touchdowns since leaving Cleveland. Baker Mayfield has only thrown one touchdown pass for a touchdown since Odell left. You just had to throw that in. I just had to. I had to. More Baker slander. Yeah, I can't do it. More commercials. More commercials. Um, 
is a big game for them, man. It's a big game. You gotta if you want any chance at the division, you're two games back. Mm-hmm. This is one that you need to win. I just think it's just I don't know about confidence wise, but I just think this gets some belief back, particularly with the offense, because Stafford reports coming out back issue, neck issue, yeah. knee issue. He's taking well, a beating. you know, you know what I did like though. Mm-hmm. He came out and said that those reports are false, that the team is trying to protect him for playing bad. Right. So he's not hurt. He said those aren't legit sources. I mean, we all know definitively. Like, look, he's probably a little bit banged up because that's just. But Stafford. who isn't at this? Point? Yeah, no, he which does is look understandable. Like he yeah, could be banged up though. Because like you look at his his movement in the pocket, he looked very stiff against Green Bay, and and like some some of the throws he's not stepping into, like that pick six. So I do think oh, there are some. <laughs> yeah, terrible. I think there are some legitimate issues with Stafford. But look, Stafford's been taking a beating for years. Look, look what happened in Detroit. So. He just someone got to gut it out. He's not someone's gonna make excuses. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy could, could go out there with his arm hanging like it, it just got separated. It's fine. Oh, what are you talking about? They're lying. Yeah. Like literally, they're lying. He's when got he some. Like he's got some Phil Rivers in him. You know, I just forget the. Yo, Philip Rivers, fortieth <laughs> birthday today. Wow. Shouts to him. Yo, that's gonna be a hell of a birthday party. Yo, best. Best, Best uh, high school football coach in the world? <laughs> Definitely the one that yells the most, probably, for sure. Yeah, that's probably, probably yelling at, like, freshmen. Probably gets cursed out. Oh, yeah. you piece of shit. Get up. Throw some dirt on it. Yeah. Nah, but yo, dude tore his ACL and then played a week later. Yeah, How wild is that, son? That's Against the undefeated 2007 fucking Patriots. AFC too. champions. A championship. Went into New England yeah. and, like, you know, threw two interceptions, but... He got it out. The fact you're play, even walking onto that play, field. Yo, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder, going back to Rams, are they going to give Sony Michelle more carries? Because it seemed like Michelle gives them more of a power element. Obviously, does considering Darnell Henderson's more of a you know cutback, you know, someone that can speed break surge. His, yeah. But they just looked more. I mean, he's, once again, one game sample size, particularly against the Jaguars. But still, I think I thought Sony Michelle looked really impressive, and he might. Be able to give them something more when it comes to because I think the Rams they're gonna want to control time of clock as much as their offense is explosive and they want to throw it down the field. I think you want there's some part of Sean McVay that's thinking we gotta make sure this offense is off the field because I don't think they get the on defense. That defense just isn't up to speed as it was last year, and they don't have the personnel. Like losing like John Johnson, Troy Hill has left uh, a lot of holes in that secondary and. It just seems like that defense is making a lot of mistakes. So to me, I think McVeigh is going to look at this game like you know we at least got to try to establish some sort of run game, but let's make sure that we control the time of possession, control the pace of the game. Well, even in the glory days of the Rams, so 2017, 2018 Rams, the one thing they wanted to do was run the ball, and I think they just want to have a guy that they feel confident enough to just feed him because then it opens up. He's just hurt. Right, yeah, but we're talking about now. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Cam yeah. Akers. We love Cam Akers, but he's yeah. not really relevant in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I Dude, mean, you're not going to get like that right now. I, but with the, with the right implementation, I think Michelle and Henderson's a good one-two punch. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good pass catcher. Yeah. Him and Stafford have hooked up right. a few times on touchdowns and, and big plays. W- one thing about Arizona is they, I think, are the lightest team in the league. Like you, particularly, you watch that Green Bay game. They looked small. And I know AJ Dillon makes a lot of people look small, <laughs> but Arizona's defense, like you look at the likes of Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, that interior line, they, they are a light front. So maybe McVay thinks let's run more uh, 12, 13 packages and just try to beat them up inside, then dial up those quick uh, slants to Cooper Cup and just eat them alive across the middle of the field. I could see McVay maybe going a little more conservative in this one and try to beat him that way because if this game gets in a shootout, it's just hard to see 
them lasting Arizona. I just think Arizona has too many weapons, and their offense is clicking. While it just with Stafford, you just think he has an interception or two in him. Yeah, they 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 have a lot of depth, man. Yeah. At wide receiver, especially like even AJ Green for your fourth option right now at this point of his career is. It's great. Mm-hmm. If he's your number one, you're like, mm, I don't know about that. But as a fourth, fifth option. And, and Murray, he was running a lot against Chicago. So now he looks fully confident in himself because people thought we're wondering first game back, how much are going to utilize him as a runner? Oh, they were ready to go. First drive, he's zooping into the end zone. So uh, those Rams linebackers and safeties better be ready. Who you got on this one, Josh? Uh, I'm going to go Cardinals, a healthy Cardinals. I'm shaking my head because I need the Rams for many reasons, financial <laughs> reasons, Alan. But I think I think the Cardinals are your Stafford MVP or Super Bowl champ stock. It's taking hits. <laughs> all my props at one point, like halfway through the year, it's like, yo, they all have potential. No, they all like might not make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy Buffalo to think a Rams, Rams team that with all those names on defense is nah, struggling I still defensively. Think because the NFC is so bad as far as like what the the playoff standings are, I still think those five teams are the shoe and that we've been harping for like the last yeah. eight It's weeks. top heavy NFC. Yeah. But then oh, yeah. the six and seven seed is going to be super suspect. Yeah. Like those wild card teams are just, they're just scrappy. Like, yeah. like a Washington scrappy team. You know, it's not like they don't have all the talent in the world. Right. Yo, Tampa Bay in the playoffs, they won't, they won't want to play a Washington. But then again, if San Fran, if they're fully healthy, San Fran's still dangerous. Like if they, if they're Absolutely, healthy, yeah. like look that tr- that trio of Samuel Ayuk and Kittle, they could cause problems. Also, Mitchell, man, they've been yeah. giving him the ball twenty five plus times a game. Also, I'm going with the Cardinals in yeah. this one too. Uh, I'm going upset. I'm going to trust Sean McVay. Um, I think the Rams are going to control time possession. I think they're going to get Beckham going, and I can see Higby having a big game because Arizona likes to allow uh, free space across the seam. So. Uh, it's risky, but I just think I, I think McVay's gonna adopt the game plan. I'm fully bank on him, and I'm bank on Cooper Cup to have like 150 yards, and you know Aaron Donald's gonna wreck some stuff. And <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, by the way, we didn't mention this. DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Ramsey. Yep, that's always a great matchup. Please, Raheem Morris, just back to l- back to the AFC South days. Let Ooh. let Ramsey shadow Hopkins, please. You didn't let him shadow Devontae Adams, and then you had Devontae Adams running free against slot corners. Do you not want DeAndre Hopkins to just wreck other corners or linebackers on your team? Just shadow him, please. Yo, I just remembered. Remember AJ Green and Jalen Ramsey got into the fight? I was fight about to say, let's get an ejection. A, let's get an ejection, bro. Jalen Ramsey. bet that on win bet? What's he, up? he just took all his frustration on the Jaguars in a revenge game. He's ready to go again. Yo. Yeah, those are always fun. Yeah, Those are always fun. They should mic matches. them both up. For real. Nah, they probably won't just because nah, they'll be not. dropping swear words and be crazy. That's good content right there. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you a chance. I'm going to go Rams. Not confident with it, but I'm banking on it. Dope, man. Josh, I'm excited for this weekend. Got some UFC. Got some big games like Alan mentioned. Uh, thank you both for joining the show. Alan, where can they find you? Alan Sterk. A-L-L-E-N-S-D-R-K. Josh? To quarter 30. D-A-C-O-R-T-A. 3-0. Shouts, shouts to Josh. Fiance Josh. Hi, Josh. Congrats Fiance on the sex, Josh. Josh. Grown man, Josh. <laughs> Grown man, Josh. Old man, Josh. Old man. <laughs> and uh, at Nick Day is 10 is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum is you can find everything for the show. And we'll catch you guys next time.